How come you eat your peas one at a time? What's the hurry? Hello, and welcome to The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm Eric. On today's episode, we welcome Athena Massey. Athena has appeared in a number of films and TV shows, including Nash Bridges, Star Trek Voyager, The Nutty Professor, Black Scorpion, L.A. Heat, and The Larry Sanders Show. But Seinfeld fans will always remember her for playing Jerry's girlfriend, Melanie, who ate her peas one at a time in the classic season seven episode, The Engagement. And we're so glad she can join us today. Thank you for being with us, Athena. Oh, thank you for having me. Our pleasure. So did you audition for any other roles on Seinfeld before you appeared on the show? No, I don't think I did get called in to audition for this before. Um, that was a super busy year. I was just doing so many different jobs back to back. And the you know casting director and the producers, et cetera, were all familiar with my work. So I was just offered the parts to go in as one of Jerry's girlfriends. And I think I probably squealed and was excited uh, to have that opportunity. And what was it like when you first arrived on the set? That was the only time that I had that weird sensation that I walked into my TV set. Um, because normally when you show up on, on a set, whether it's film or television, you're working with colleagues, coworkers, other thespians, you know, other actors, and you're seeing the actors as the human beings, the people that they are. But in this case, when I walked on set, I saw each of the actors as their characters. So when I saw, to me, I'm looking over going, oh my gosh, that's Kramer at the craft service table. And, you know, imagining his head, you know, like, you know, shaking the way he does. And when I was sitting in the makeup uh, chair, glancing over and going, oh, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She's so beautiful. Um, you know, and chatting with them. So yeah, well, her I didn't see as her character, or uh, as the act actress. But I think um, also when I saw um, Jason Alexander, it's seeing him more as George and not as, you know, the actor. So that, of all the different films and television shows and commercials and games and all that that I've done, I really think that's the only project where I just saw the actors as their actual characters. And were you there for the entire week or did you only come in to shoot your scene? No, I just came in for that one day um, and we weren't shooting in front of a live audience that day. So, um, which makes it very nice and more, I think, cozy and intimate because it's really just the, the people that needed to be on set and not having, you know, the public there, which that kind of gives a different air or energy to a set. Everyone's, I think, a little more, um, not so much nervous, but it's just definitely a different energy when you're in front of a live audience. And what was Jerry like to work with both on camera and off? Oh, he was great. It's it's funny because my agent at the time had told me, he said, in case you are shooting in front of a live audience, just know that Jerry's so focused that he might not be as friendly as he is when you're not shooting in front of a live audience. So I appreciated that kind of heads up that my actor that my agent gave me. And Jerry was just very pleasant, very friendly. And, um, you know, I remember him vividly being at my right and just, you know, asking about the industry and how things were going. And I was like, you know, sometimes you have like this love-hate relationship with with the industry, you know, there's ups and downs. And he's was saying he really hopes that today wasn't gonna be one of those hate days. It's like, <laughs> of course not. I'm here with you guys. Right. <laughs> 
And were you given any direction while filming that scene from either Larry David or Andy Ackerman? No, I think we really just did it in only a couple of takes since it's, you know, not a, a super involved scene. Um, and, you know, you always do it a couple of times at least just to make sure you've got good audio and the right lighting and angles and all that stuff. But no, it was pretty straightforward. And I read this. Is it true that you now eat your peas with a spoon? <laughs> I don't know where you read that. That's not true. Um, <laughs> I actually drink my peas. I drink peas daily um, because I drink vegan protein shakes that are made primarily from peas, cranberry, and brown rice. So I drink a protein shake, a pea protein shake, every morning when I wake up with two shots of espresso and then usually again as uh, a dessert later in the evening. Actually, it's funny. That's one of the vegetables that I don't buy. I don't buy regular, well, like not in my refrigerator, just my protein, um, which that I've been drinking for my gosh, 10 or 11 years now. So I, I've drank a lot of peas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if it's a liquid, theoretically, you could eat it with a spoon, like a soup, you know, instead of drinking well, I, it. I but... do sometimes make it as a mousse. Actually, yesterday, I think I just did like a peanut butter mousse, done a chocolate mousse. So, yes. I, I drink, so maybe I do spoon, spoonful some some peas down the hatch. <laughs> and was that your outfit that you're wearing in that scene? It is. That's a dress that um, that I wore quite frequently. That was one of my favorite dresses. And I remember when I showed up, did I have it with me? Because they, they usually will ask you, bring in a couple of outfits that you like, that you feel comfortable, that of course fit whatever that scene is. And because, you know, we were on a date I thought, okay, I'll pull this little black dress and, you know, I pulled a few and assume, they'll always have wardrobe for you. Um, but the moment they saw that, they went, nope, that's it. You're going to wear that. I thought, okay, perfect. <laughs> well, that worked out well. <laughs> it did. I should have maybe kept that. I really liked that dress. <laughs> and did they do your hair or was that, did you style it? <laughs> they did. It's funny because unlike in, in my everyday life, my hair is my hair is super, super straight. And then I embrace it with a straightening iron um, because I've learned to stop trying to curl it. But every time or so many times, I should say, when I'm on set, everybody wants to like curl my hair and do all this makeup. And it's funny. It was I felt like I had kind of big hair. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> big hair. No, my my hair is quite straight. Naturally. Did you or Jerry break it all while filming that scene? I think so, because one, we're definitely like joking and laughing because that's the nice thing is in between while you're waiting for, you know, lighting or sound or just just all the technical stuff that's going on around you. You know, as actors, you're sitting around kind of cracking jokes or, you know, just saying a few things here and there um, to entertain yourself, of course. And uh, yeah, so just remember just fun chit chat. And you kind of mentioned them a little bit before, even though you didn't have any scenes with them, do you have any stories about Jason or Julia or Michael? Um, just all that, it's funny, it just kind of seems like one of those like dream sequences where um, everyone just seems to be like so nice, so friendly. It's a great environment because I felt so welcomed and um you know, like when you go into someone's house for the very first time, but you just feel like, my God, they hugged me and kissed me and I felt like family and they fed me yep. and they didn't want to leave. But it that was kind of that. It's like being a guest. Because sometimes you, when you walk on set as a guest, 
you feel like the outsider because you know this group of actors and the, the cast and crew that they have all worked together for so many years and they are such a tight-knit family that sometimes you feel like you're on the outside and it's pretty clear that you're a guest. This though was the opposite. It was feeling like you're going, you know, when you go back home to visit family for the holidays or something. So that, that was the, the feeling. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, we've heard that from other people that it was just a really welcoming set. And even though they were such big stars at the time, you know, it did, felt like you were part of the family. And you wouldn't you wouldn't have known that because, again, sitting down in the, in the makeup chair, that's kind of where all the intimacy starts, really, um, is that's when you just and just seeing like Jason Alexander's like his smiley face with his chubby cheeks, you know, just like, you know, just talking about the industry and talking about just life in general and just feeling like. I feel like I'm just talking to an old friend, you know, it was nice because it's not always like that. Sometimes you can be on set and trust me, there's egos and, you know, there's you're dealing with narcissists and the cool. attitudes and all of that. And you're just like, oh, here we go. And this was the absolute opposite of that, which is a pleasure. Yeah. And which actor on the show impressed you the most? I think Jason Alexander. Not that Jerry didn't or, you know, the other uh, characters didn't or actors didn't um, just because I probably spent more time with him and talking with him. And it was just so nice to see how humble and friendly and how, just how engaging he was. And we talk about it sometimes on the show, how we feel that Jerry's acting got a lot better as the seasons went on. Did you notice that at all or did you kind of feel like he was the same guy on camera and off? I do feel like he's the same guy on and off. Whereas, let's say when you're seeing, um, I just blanked, Kramer, um, you know when you're seeing more of a character being played, whereas Jerry is Jerry. Right. What didn't you know about Seinfeld that you now know after being a part of it? Oh, gosh, a lot. <laughs> um, when Seinfeld first came out. I didn't jump on board as quickly as everybody else did in watching it. I think I was more, maybe I was watching Friends or, you know, other TV shows that were popular at the time. And I'd only watched maybe one or two episodes. I was like, eh, like, I don't get the big hype about it. And then it was one night when I actually had binged and watched, I don't know how many episodes that I went, oh my gosh, this is hysterical. This is so funny. I'm loving the ensemble. Like, I want to watch, you know, more episodes of this. So I was definitely late in the game of finding out about things like the dance that Elaine was known for, or the puffy shirt, or, you know, who man hands, like all this, when all my friends were talking about all these different episodes, I'm like, what, huh? You know, it's like when everyone's sharing inside jokes and you have no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> I was that, I was that girl. And then thank God I finally like jumped on the bandwagon and got hooked on Seinfeld because hello, that would have been really bad if I got called in for it and I still wasn't sure what the you know TV show was about. <laughs> Do you have a favorite memory from that week? I think honestly it was walking in and seeing Kramer at the craft service table because literally I felt as if he probably had just slid in because you know he kind of like would always slide up towards Jerry's door. So when I glanced over and saw him and you know he's just like kind of shaking around and picking up food and just eating in his Kramer kind of way. Um, I just remember like, I, I was just delighted to see him. And especially because he's already in wardrobe and his hair was already kind of like, you know, ratted up. Um, yeah. 
Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, I think like even as I was talking to him, his his head was, you know, just kind of like shaking like those little, what do you call those things that sit on the top of your, um, not the hood, what do you call that thing? The dashboard, you know, the things that sit on the dashboard of a car and bobble up and down. I mean, they're not popular now. This is maybe like a long time ago, but he was kind of like that, like one of those like bobbly head toys. Yeah. Bobbleheads. Yeah. Okay. A bobblehead. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so this was like during the height of Seinfeld's popularity. And when this episode aired, it was the premiere episode of season seven and like almost 38 million people tuned in. It was a, one of the most watched episodes of the series. So I'm curious what you did when the episode aired. Did you do anything special for it? Well, so all of my friends, you know, when they find out like, oh, my God, you're you're a Seinfeld girlfriend. So all my friends are like, oh, like everyone's getting so excited and happy about this. I remember friends, family, et cetera. And uh, one of my best friends at the time, Kimberly, she's like, well, come on over. We'll watch it together when it airs. And I'm like, OK, so I wasn't that dressed up because I'm thinking like I'm just going to be hanging out with my friend watching it. And I remember when I walked into her apartment, it was wall to wall people. She had this whole spread of like appetizers and drinks and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then she's like, you're on Seinfeld. You know, just <laughs> now I'm like, Kimberly, you did not tell me that you invited all these people over to your house. She's like, well, because we're watching you on TV tonight. I'm like, but Kimberly, it's not like I'm not in the whole episode, you know, like I just felt like so self-conscious and so nervous because now there's she suddenly made this big, big ordeal about it. But even um, afterwards, I remember months later when my agent had called me up and said, you know, they, uh, what is the magazine? The TV guide did this special edition magazine called Seinfeld Forever. And he said, listen, they're doing a photo shoot. They want to get all of Seinfeld's girlfriends together. Obviously they couldn't put us all in one photo shoot. So it was, ended up being a two page spread in the magazine. So it was like four, five or six girls on, you know, one page, five or six on the next, on the next, on the next. And um, he's like, you've got to be in this. This is going to be huge. And even that just was, it was just such a big deal. Like I didn't realize when I did it, the life that this was going to take on and um, just how big, how big of a deal it was <laughs> really didn't. This is an actor. You're just like, it's another job. It's another credit on my resume. It's another check to pay my, you know, my living expenses. So, but uh yeah, I'm just, I feel so honored to have been a part of this show, just a part of TV history, to be in that league of the Seinfeld girlfriends, you know, like Deborah Messing, and there's just so many that, um, you know, I, I'm honored to be amongst them all. Yeah, it, and even though you only have that one scene, it feels like a bigger part because they talk about it later on, like Jerry's telling George about it. He's like, she eats her peas one at a time. You know, it's so it's it's a very memorable girlfriend. And it was it was such a pivotal, pivotal episode because that was, you know, the engagement is the title. And it's because that's really when the guys realize, like, yeah, we're breaking up with these girls for such silly reasons. That's when they make the pact. And then that, of course, you know, continues on throughout that season. Yeah, and you also are, are known for shushing Jerry during uh, <laughs> during a movie. <laughs> I got a real thing about shushing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think I was one of the few, maybe not the only, but one of the few that actually got a second shot with him. Because since he broke up with me initially for shushing him in the movies, and then uh, 
the second time for eating my peas one at a time. That's right. <laughs> and so when your scene comes on, like, what was your reaction? How did you like how it came out? How did your friends respond to it? Um, I thought my hair was big. <laughs> again, I was like, why do they always want to curl my hair so big? Um, I was, again, excited and happy to have been a part of it. It would have been great if I could have had more screen time and um, definitely would have loved the opportunity to have really acted more with, with Jerry and with, with all of the actors on set. Um, it would have been amazing. And just going back to that photo shoot that you did, do you have any stories about that or like interacting with any of the other girlfriends from the show? Um, it was just funny because I think for all of us, so there's about was five or six of us. And the first thing is, you know, you're all looking at each other and, you know, when you first show up, you're not dressed up and in hair and makeup, you're not dolled up yet. So you're usually pretty casual and, uh, we're looking at each other going, okay, who are you? Who are you? Oh, oh, your man hands. Oh, you're, you know, just trying to figure out like who, are, and it's just funny that you're even thinking about that saying like, who are you? And you're not giving <laughs> a name. It's the reason that, that people would remember you for. I'm like, oh, right. I, I ate peas. So instead of saying I'm Melanie, because that doesn't necessarily mean anything to anyone. It's so who are you? Oh, I'm the one that ate her peas one at a time. <laughs> That's great. And besides your scene, what was your favorite part about that episode? Probably the the van scenes when they're all in the van going out to to get the dog. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> just because you know, in that whole like this whole sneaky, their whole little plot, you know, to to get to catch this little yapping dog. Um, I don't know, but it's also maybe seeing Julie drive as the her you know, thrashing around in bed, not being able to sleep and ending up with a sore throat, you know, from yelling at that dog to shut up. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And all just the great scenes with Wayne Knight, when she goes to his apartment, like I've seen many dogs on my route. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, great. And before we move on to our final segment, uh, is there anything we didn't ask you about your time on Seinfeld that you'd like to share with us? No, I think we kind of covered it all. Okay, great. All right, so before we let you go, we're just going to move on to our final segment. It's called This, That, and the Other. So basically, we just ask you a question, and the first thing that comes to mind, you let us know. So first question, what is your favorite film? Silence of the Lambs. Oh, good one. great movie. Favorite band or musician? I love Linkin Park. Nice. Who was your biggest influence growing up? My mother, my mother, my mom is this super fun, very physically young and also young at heart and, you know, kind of an an ex, you know, hippie, just, um, yeah, just she's an amazing woman. And uh, what do I want to say? I, I get my, my wild side from her growing (laughs) up. My dad was you know, Christian, conservative, Republican. My mother is more uh, wild, liberal, you know, and I've got, of course, aspects of both in me, but uh, definitely get all my wild side from her. But she's amazing. She is amazing. Nice. That's great. The role you didn't get that you really wanted. I was up for the lead in Sex in the City. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, yeah. So wow. I was really bummed. It's funny because when I first got calls to play the lead in Sex in the City, I the the name of it, I was like, oh, this sounds raunchy. I'm like, uh-uh, <laughs> what is this? My agent goes, no, 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 it's HBO. You're, it's trust me, it's great. I'm like, Sex in the City. I'm like, I don't know about that. He goes, no, 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 it's. He goes, trust me, this is good. And I went, okay. And I remember going um, straight to producers for that, and which can be intimidating because there's this big long conference table and you're seeing you know all of these faces and you don't know who's who there's you know the casting director a reader but you, there's also executives and producers you don't know like I said who is who but um yeah that one was a bummer I would have loved 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 to have been on Sex in the City I remember part of me being nervous going I don't know if I want to live in New York but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what tv show are you currently binge watching Hmm. I've taken a little bit of a break because I was kind of like doing too many back-to-back binges. The last, let's see, uh, with my daughters, we've been watching Gilmore Girls. Oh, which by the way, I'd audition for the mom in that. Um, oh, I could and, definitely see that. Yeah. Well, and, and my kids, they love it because I'm very much like that mom and like that character in a lot of, and my kids are like, mom, that is you. Like they're all the time. But um Let's see. So we've, we've been watching Gilmore Girls. Oh, Vampire Diaries. Okay. You're going to see I love all the dark stuff. So Vampire Diaries. And then what was the one after that? The Originals. We watched that. Of course, Game of Thrones I watched three times. So this isn't recent. That's a little while ago. Uh, Bridgerton. Binged all those. I don't know. I've been trying to, like, take a little break from Netflix, though. <laughs> You're right. What would be your dream role? So I remember this was a while ago because Zalman King has since passed away. But prior to me working with him, when we were going back and forth on which uh, projects I would would work with him on, one of them was a character that had multiple personalities. And I remember going, oh, my gosh, like. You know, that's like an actor's dream to play, you know, four or five different characters and to have this, you know, just multi-dimensional character there. So I remember being so excited about that. I ended up not then doing that role, but playing a different character in a different episode for him. And final thing, favorite moment of your career? Oh, my favorite moment of my career was not on screen. It was I was in an acting class with Bobby Shaw Chance was the teacher and she had announced to everyone that we were going to have, she goes, we're going to have a guest in class. And I just wanted everyone to know so that, you know, it's not a surprise. So we're like, okay. And usually when there's a guest, it's like maybe a casting director is going to come and sit in, you know, and watch everybody work. And a scene partner and I happened to be the first two going up that night. And, you know, we were backstage house lights are down so all of the students are you know sitting in the theater so it's kind of like row after row and you can just see the people in the front row so I'm on stage getting ready to go I've got my head down my eyes are closed and when I feel the house lights go up I open up my eyes I lift up my head and out of the corner of my eye I can see the two people that are the guests because I know that they're not students because I see Gavin Grazer and I see um, Sir Anthony Hopkins. 
And in that moment, I kind of like had a little panic and I'm thinking, oh, and I closed my eyes and I had to compose myself and think, I can't think about that. I have to have to focus on the scene. And I come back up, we do the scene, the scene goes great. And then afterwards, um, and after everybody clapped, when people got up and they walked over, Sir Anthony Hopkins came up to me, shook my hand and complimented me and told me how much he loved my performance. And I was literally just like, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I said, thank you so much coming from you. That is huge. And I didn't tell him, but I love Silence of the Lambs. And of course I love his, just his whole body of work. So to me, that was the biggest compliment I had ever received in my career. So, wow, to have Sir Anthony Hopkins tell me that he really loved my performance was, yeah, I don't think I've had a bigger, better moment than that. Wow, that is an incredible story. Like, man, to have somebody like that, of that caliber, to tell you that. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This was so much fun, and we really do appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Thank you guys both for having me. Oh, absolutely. It was our pleasure. And yeah, yeah thank you for telling our, your stories. And, you know, like we always say, even though you're only in one scene, your role was so important to the show. And, you know, now we can tell everybody that we had the girlfriend on that ate her peas one at a time. And I think everybody <laughs> will, will love that. So. Oh, you're welcome. And if any of your listen, listeners want to follow on Facebook and Instagram, you can find me at Athena Massey Official. And on Twitter, I'm Ms. Athena Massey. So M.S. Athena Massey. All right, great. And thanks again so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. We hope you have a great night. Take care. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Take it easy. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at theplacetobeseinfeld at gmail.com. You can also find our show on Facebook at The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast, Twitter at TPTB Seinfeld, and Instagram at theplacetobe.podcast. You can find our show on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like, please rate and review. It really helps us out. Until next time, be sure to hang up your pants for the perfect crease. So, what's going on with you and Melanie? I mean, I know uh, you're not getting married, but uh, things are happening? Well, actually, we kind of broke up. <laughs> What? Well, you know, we were having dinner the other night, and she's got the strangest habit. She eats her peas one at a time. You've never seen anything like it. It takes her like an hour to finish them. I mean, we've had dinner other times. I've seen her eat corn niblets, but she scooped them. She scooped the niblets? Yes. That's what was so vexing.